0: What's up guys, it's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today's episode 154, Motivation Monday. It is an interview, I told you it'd come, it's an interview with Gabe hubbard g hub fitness on instagram which i linked in the full description of this show and gabe's a really cool guy and enjoyed talking to him we chatted a little bit about fitness a little bit about nutrition a little bit about just what he's doing and a little bit about social media and how to grow your social media so how i found gabe was through walter pitchford who i had on the podcast earlier um i guess i had him on in 2017 and uh He introduced me, I mean, just because we're very like-minded as far as like fitness is concerned and um, business is concerned. So Gabe is really deep into this bodybuilding uh, physique kind of world. So a lot of different views he has, yes, are different than mine and are different than the ones I share on the podcast. So I I, I mean, I just encourage all of you, no matter what you think works as far as workouts, works as far as nutrition, no matter what you... No matter what area of fitness you come from, be open-minded because, I mean, the results speak for themselves. Gabe is very successful, really successful in what he does, so keep an open mind going into the show. Take advice. Take bits and pieces. Apply them. Experiment with them, and hopefully you guys get a lot from this interview. Today's show brought to you by you, the listeners. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the growth of the podcast. We're having our biggest month yet of downloads for the show so if you're a new listener welcome and thank you for listening be sure to subscribe so you get all the great interviews and all the great episodes downloaded regularly and also review the podcast on itunes if you listen there thanks for joining me for this motivation monday interview with g-hub fitness let's get down to it welcome to the fitness food and freedom podcast Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. All right, guys, what's up? I am here with Gabe Hubbard. Uh, Gabe, go ahead and introduce yourself, I guess. Tell the audience... I mean the audience varies a lot of different backgrounds so uh you got like college students, you got moms, you got dads, you got older people whole broad stre- whole broad spectrum, so go ahead and tell everyone kinda who you are and uh your background
1: elm elm Creek nebraska uh it's like a population of a thousand so um it's pretty small. Um, I was adopted, so I grew up with, um, a family of farmers, so I had the opportunity to grow up, um, learning the lifestyle of kind of a country kid, and that's kind of like how my life has revolved around. Um, other than that, I think the biggest part that I can take away is, uh, I jumped into fitness life about a year ago, um, and you know, it's been, it's been a heck of a ride, for uh for myself and everybody that has been following me on my social media. Um so yeah, that's kind of like a general farm
0: kid, huh? Yeah. I'm a farm kid too. Um I'm from North Dakota, so that is was I mean similar backgrounds there, so that's pretty cool. What have you kind of seen like that lifestyle or that uh just growing up that way kind of like impact your life in other ways or kind of how you see things?
1: Uh definitely. It's it's something that you don't um see every day i guess um kind of just how i growing up all my friends were in the city so um, they kind of like how to get around my lifestyle and how i grew up and you know bringing them out to the farm when i was little it was kind of just like a, a fun experience to do and mm-hmm. they always uh, were shocked by the stuff we had to do and you know it was just kind of funny
0: Yes. did you guys have like animals and everything too, or did you,
1: uh, we mostly just do land, but we it oh. out to our neighbors that we were good friends with and then okay. we, we, uh, put their cattle on our land and then we just watch it after okay. them.
0: All right. So, so how did you kind of, how did you get into fitness then? So how did that evolve? Was that when you went to college that you started uh, becoming more interested in that? Or?
1: Yeah, that's, that's kind of a funny story to talk about. Um, freshman year I kind of got into it and I, I loved it and, you know i was just kind of like the general um gym person that goes and works out does like the general routine and all that and then my sophomore year i quit for a whole for that whole year and because i just i let's say i didn't really fall in love with it as what i am now and then my junior year i picked it back up and um you know my social media it was kind of like around 4 4500 at that time for follower account you know i took it as like kind of a joke when I first started my fitness account because I was trying to slowly morph it into a fitness account than my personal account. And then um, people saw my transformation. They came to me more, and they kept talking to me, um, asking for advice, asking if I can give a programs to them and just, like, health uh, diet plans and all that. And, you know, I kind of just had to take my account more seriously, and yeah. then it, it kind of just uh, took off from there.
0: That's a really cool way to start, I think, is, like, just, just- – Documenting what you're doing, right? I mean, you weren't specifically trying to sell anything or create a following. It was just like you're morphing that account, right? But then people started coming to you, like seeing that you know you made a change. You kind of knew what you were doing, so they came after you and started asking the questions. That's pretty cool. What, uh, like you said, you went through your transformation. You're just kind of a general fitness type person right at that point what did that eventually morph into like you know fitness is in all these different realms right like you got like the power lifter crowd and the bodybuilding crowd and the crossfit crowd and the physique crowd kind of where do you fall in there or uh, maybe across a couple of them
1: um i kind of fall in the realm of like bodybuilding and physique Mm -hmm. um i kind of want to push myself to like start becoming a physique competitor and jump in the competitions for those um Yeah, that's kind of like the two realms I'd put myself into, but um, I study powerlifting and I study CrossFit just to like see and have an open mind of like what they do, um, what they put their bodies through and just how how all the realms are different from each other. So like I can get like a broad education about everything and, you know, um, help people out if they actually ask me about any of them.
0: Yeah, and that's huge, right? I mean, to be able to take a little bit from here and take a little bit from here, like you know, maybe you're a physique or a bodybuilder, uh, but you see, like, how valuable being really strong is or, you know, how valuable conditioning is. You know, you're pie- piecing all those things together, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. What uh, Have you run into any, like, misconceptions from people about that world? I mean, the physique world, the bodybuilding world, it's quite different than, like, what I'm from. So, I mean, that's one reason I really wanted to have you on was because, like, I you know I'm deep into like the athletic performance kind of area as far as the job is concerned anyways, and it's way different, right? So like, yeah, what it really are some is. of the misconceptions from you know just your general person on campus or maybe your general uh, gym person kind of about what you do. Um,
1: so I think what most people like misconcept is like the, they think that they can go into the gym and if they lift like um, every day, um, forty five minutes a day that they're going to get big, they're going to look good. But um, in reality, it's like the saying, it's 80-20, 70-30, um, your health diet and um, your fitness. So I think that's what a lot of people misconcept is when they walk in there. They think that I'm going to get big if I work, um, but if I don't eat right, then it's not going to do anything. Your, your training is going to do nothing to you. Um, I guess another like big thing that like people misconcept is like they can get – big and look as good as, like, all the famous physique mm-hmm. people, bodybuilders. But um, in reality, the guys that look good or, you know, are big and jacked and or look super ripped is because they're, they've either taken um, testosterone or they're running on some type of pro-hormone. And a lot of people don't see that or understand it. Yeah,
0: and, the, like, the genetics too, right? Like, I mean, if I – even if I took all the – testosterone steroids that a pro bodybuilder took I probably still wouldn't look like them you yeah know, yeah you know, yeah the genetic is just how it's dispersed and everything too yeah. so what about like the actual like physique world though so I mean if you want to compete in physique what are some I don't know about misconceptions but maybe just things that you kind of want to tell people about that world like I mean maybe people don't respect it or maybe people don't understand exactly like what you do. So like, what do you train for? You know, just give me like a general outline of your training or kind of what you focus on. Yeah.
1: So, uh, my general training, I like, I train about two hours, um, six days a week. I take one day off and that's usually my, um, usually the day that I overeat because right now I'm in bulk season. So, uh, I'm supposed to pretty much stuff my face with whatever, um, that's healthy at least and then um, I guess what people don't really understand about physique competitors is like when um, they get on stage and they they train and they practice on their posing, which is probably the biggest thing about physique the physique world. Um, if you don't have your posing down, then you're obviously not going to go anywhere with it and uh, you' you have to practice posing probably at least. An hour or two every day just, uh, wow. just to get it down And you have to hit um, You have to hit every pretty much every muscle in your body So and When I do back day I usually hit my upper, lower, and mid And then I have to focus on my shoulders with that With my biceps And then um, Another day would be tri- the traditional tri-chest tri- day um, But Most of the time Well my triceps now They're okay I mean, I'm not really worried about them, but um, it's mostly the things that I lack the most is my is my chest, and most I say most physique competitors don't really focus on their legs as much, but I think they should because like it's just an overall how your body looks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're gonna miss your lower level, then like it just looks bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you're. Uh... Like talking about the problem areas here for a little bit, right? Or maybe the the areas that are harder to build up for some people. What have just been a few strategies that work for you? Because that's like a common question I get like to the show is, you know, regardless of what, what area it is, like, you know, maybe this person has trouble building their chest or this person ha- wants – big biceps but has a problem with that or it's legs for a lot of people like what's what's some tips you have is it just kind of more volume more frequency what do you
1: um i'd say be consistent with how you lift Mm -hmm. um definitely like if you're if you're hitting chest and try and you're you're lacking on your calves i'd say honestly hit hit a couple calf workouts in there you know put them just incorporate with your program because uh most people do legs at least once a week and that will do nothing Um, if you want growth, you're going to have to at least hit, I'd say two or three times a week, just that certain group area. And then uh, other than that, I'd say work on your contraction when you, uh, when you lift because most people don't. And, um, it's kind of like a big thing when you, when you lift that I figured out that if you figure, if you kind of like focus on how you contract your muscles when you're doing your exercises, then you'll see growth later on.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. That's definitely something people don't pay attention to is, I mean, just going through the motions, right? Like if it's a, just as for an easy example, like for people listening, if it's like a, like a leg extension machine, cause that's an easy example of how you can f- see a contraction almost happen right in front of you. Um, as you're you know, pushing that pad up, and you're squeezing the top of your leg, they're like that actual contract, oops, that actual contraction at the top. A lot of times people don't actually hold that squeeze or feel that, right? It's that mind to muscle connection there. And that's I think that's really important. That's something I was kinda hoping you'd bring up because I was, like I know that physique competitors and bodybuilders are like probably the most in touch people with their muscles and with their bodies. Just I mean it comes from the posing, it comes from just how you train, right? I mean that's huge for people wouldn't you say like even people that don't necessarily want to compete but just want to look better right i mean
1: yeah definitely they uh they some people just go through the workout they just mm -hmm. go through the feelings and emotions of it but um you know if you actually get into it and you actually connect it's like connecting with the weights. kind of you have to like uh it's kind of like a love-hate relationship that you have with it but um Yeah, and honestly, just say that people just kind of go through their workouts and not really focus on what they should actually do um, and actually how they should, like, contract their muscles when they actually do it.
0: Yeah, and that's something that will, I think, probably translate to other areas as well. Like, I mean, you're not going to really, quote-unquote, get anything from the gym that you can apply anywhere else if you're just kind of going through the exercise, and you're definitely not going to stick to it, right? Yeah, Yeah, because what helps you – be consistent which is the key there is just being able to connect and being able to see it all come together so as far as competing is concerned to back up a little bit to that um, what are some like what's the process of competing so maybe a whole a, a whole build up to a program and that can be nutrition it can be your workouts whatever but how does that look and then you start there, I guess. And I'll, I'll kind of follow up with that.
1: All right, that's fine. Um, it kind of, it kind of depends on how ready you are for your, uh, for your physique, mm-hmm. your competitions. Because like for me, I suffer gain about 10 pounds to be technically where I want to enter for a competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just like the build up to it, you have to like focus mostly on your diet, um, make sure you stay healthy make sure you stay on track with it. Don't get off task. Um, I think the moment that like, you get off is, like, where you fall off, Mm -hmm. and um, so, yeah, that's kind of, like, what I'm doing is, like, I'm focusing more on my diet right now, but at the same time, when I walk into the gym, um, I I make sure that I hit the right muscles that I'm doing that day and do it properly. Um, I guess what people, what what the procedure of it is that they have to hit a certain weight for the weight class that they want to go into, and then they have to uh, I'd kind of have to say, honestly, they'd have to hit a certain body fat percentage as well, because, um, if, if, uh, if you're not like in, I'd say the five to 6% realm, then, mm-hmm. uh, you probably shouldn't really enter at that time. Right.
0: Just, you're not going to have the definition that they're looking for.
1: And most, uh, most physique competitors, I'd say about a couple of days or maybe a week before their competition cut pretty much almost all their eating. And then, uh, they cut, A lot of their water so they can lose all their water weight Mm -hmm. and then they mostly just eat greens so that's kind of what i've noticed
0: yeah oh like what do you think about some of that some of those practices do you you see competitors like doing anything that you wouldn't suggest or like do anything that you think could be done better um you mentioned like leg training be
1: one of them yeah yeah definitely i feel like that's probably one of the biggest that I've seen with competitors. Um, mm-hmm. They, they kind of, like, get the upper body and, you know, look really nice. But then if you look at their lower body, it's like their calves fall off or their quads um, don't look um, precise with their uh, upper body. So it's just kind of like. Uh, Proportions. Yeah. Yeah. And it just doesn't look right. And it's just, like, if you want to look f- for physique, it's just, like, overall how you look. Mm-hmm. and and, you know, if they, they don't have all of it together, then like, why should they
0: win? Yeah. Or
1: why should they be technically classified as like Mr. Olympia?
0: Right. What about some of the stuff about like cutting the water weight and cutting the food out and stuff like that? Is, is that just something that has to be done? Like to get to the point? Cause I mean, I don't think people realize like how lean, like 5% body fat is, you know, like that's not hardly anyone gets there like hardly anyone's ever there. So is that something that's just necessary to get that low and you do it quick? Or is it something that you think maybe isn't the best for you?
1: Uh, it, It's kind of for both, I, mm-hmm. I think, but um, it puts a lot of stress on your body because, I mean, you're cutting pretty much everything out of your diet when you're coming up on a competition. And, you know, it's just kind of like, it just, like, ruins, kind of, like, breaks down your body, and then it's just not used to it. So I kind of, like, you know, you kind of just kind of have to teach yourself how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just if you do it more more times and um, just work on it, then your body, by the time the competition will come around, will be used to it, and then it won't, you won't be going through, like, uh, such a hard and
0: kind of, like, ruining. Yeah. So do you think, like, compared to a competitor, general person trying to get trying to get very lean they see you know these competitors on the stage or on youtube or instagram and i mean maybe they think in their heads like i want to get to look like that right and look that way all the time do you think that's pretty like unsustainable to actually stay that lean all the time or do you think it's something that you can really learn to do um i and then maybe i guess like how lean is the right amount of lean for somebody, right? Just like a general person listening um, to this.
1: For a general person, for uh, people out there listening to this, I'd say um, appropriate body fat for you guys maybe would be eight to ten. If you want to, if you want to try for five or six, you you definitely can. But just to get there, yeah. You but you yeah. you'd have to cut out a lot of things in your diet, and mm-hmm. most people can't can't keep up with it. Um, they they stay dedicated for about a couple months, and then they fall off, and they. have they have that one little slip up, and then it ruins the whole whole process for them, yeah, so that's kind of like what I've seen um, with how like people in general that go to the gym and want to look like um, all the physique competitors or bodybuilders and it's kind of like with the one thing I've noticed the most,
0: yeah, so maybe three four percent higher like than what you would at least for guys and then girls up on the higher end of that yeah. uh, what about just like a person who wants to get in? know killer shape they might just be overweight or they might be like your average person don't necessarily want to compete right so maybe they just want to see abs for the first time or they just want to get better muscle definition if they're a woman kind of what's the what's the few things you'd really focus on with them like if they're your client or they're your uh like you're their coach or something Uh, yeah
1: one one thing that i've noticed the most is uh people work their core all the time and they think that you know their abs are going to come in and you know, the more, the more they work out their core, the more it's going to come in and look good. But uh, the one thing that I've learned and seen is that it really matters on your body fat in your stomach. Um, you can probably be up to like 15% and work your core about three or four times a week, but you'll never see them. Um, that's kind of like the one thing people don't really see with uh, with how their core works is like you have to trim down your body fat percentage as well and if you don't do that then you can train your core as much as you want but um in the end it won't it won't appear so that's kind of like the one thing i tell my clients if i had any um and then for for girls that work on definition i'd say you know just uh do do high reps with a uh, low weight just like the traditional but slowly start building up so start doing more more reps with higher weight Mm -hmm. So you start training your body to get, you know, more muscle and then it'll look more defined later on.
0: Right. Yeah. That's what I talk about a lot too, is like you can stick to the traditional training methods, but like you can't just hold the pink dumbbells and pump out weight for years, right? Like you have to progress. Yeah, Yeah. You see that progression and you don't have a lot of body fat around the muscle. You're gaining That's tone. Like that's the definition you're looking for. What about... Um, like maybe just talk about nutrition a little bit more. So, um, what kind of nutrition method, like, do you recommend people start like counting, counting their macros, calories, or just focus on like healthy food? Kind of what's your, what's your process there for someone just wanting to lose weight in general? Uh,
1: someone that's coming in, I want, um, I'd say to keep a journal on them so they can write down what they, what their calories are in there. Um, what macros they're getting, because Mm -hmm. that's a big key with their nutrition. <clears throat> so that's something that most people don't do. Um, they, they can do it on their phone as well because I know there's apps out there. It's, um, I, I think my fitness pal is what I use. Yeah, a I, yeah that's a good app to use. It, it tells you pretty much what, what's in everything. Um, other than that, I'd, I'd say just cut pretty much everything out. All the, all the junk food, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, if, they, if for guys that want to gain muscle, I'd say eat more greens. I tell all my friends that. They they ask why. And I just – and then I, exp- I explain to them, like, what spinach, broccoli, what all that does to them, and, like, what it does to your body. So um, it's just focus more on your greens. Um, mm-hmm. the, you can focus on your red meat, and that will help too because it gives you proteins. But if you don't focus on your whole plate as um, yeah. each category, then, you know, it's just – um something that falls off
0: yeah it's good advice so food food quantity make sure you're getting the right food convince food quality be sure you're getting the right foods right the right food choices so what about like a newbie to training what so you let's say again just to kind of stick with the same example you get a client um they find you on instagram or whatever and they reach out and it's like i've never never trained before okay so let's say a guy because it's kind of and we're both guys so it's a It's a guy he's never trained before. He wants to get into fitness, lifting weights, wants to just look better. What kind of general workouts would you give him? What kind of general nutrition advice would you give him? Kind of where would you start someone who hasn't started before?
1: Um, Nutrition-wise, it depends on, like, if they're cutting or if they want to gain weight. Um, But I'd give them kind of like a diet plan. Uh, to revolve around just like a week-by-week because technically it's going to change up every week. So if they're, like, losing weight more and more, I'd uh, constantly keep switching it up for them. But if I had to start off for them, I'd say technically uh, a traditional meal for rice and chicken. And then uh, you'd throw in asparagus, spinach, broccoli uh, to get your greens in and then throw in baby carrots. Because that meal alone will probably be around, I'd say, 750 800 which it'll fill you up for like i'd say half a day and um i just tell them to focus more on eating less because if they can if they can teach your body to go through um just the phases of not eating a lot then it'll it'll start slimming down more Mm -hmm. um it'll start cutting uh cutting weight easier and for um yeah, so that, that's pretty much what I'd say to them.
0: Mm-hmm. What about, like, the workouts? Like, would you give them a, just kind of a general full body? Just how, like, how, just how would you split up the workouts, I guess?
1: Um, I'd kind of give them a program, I guess. I, I won't go around because the program I do is kind of, like, for people that would want to lose weight, but mm-hmm. uh, for some reason for me it's it's working for me. I mean, I'm gaining weight, which is weird, but I've put my friends on it and... They've, they've lost, like, five pounds mm. in over two months. Or, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I mean it works, I guess. So, um, honestly, uh, I'd give them, like, just a day-by-day. So it would be, like, Sunday it would be, like, chest try. Uh, Tuesday it would be legs. Wednesday would be back by. Um, Thursday would be legs again because um, I, I focus a lot on my legs. And then Friday I say shoulders back by.
0: Okay. Cool. So let's, uh, let's kind of change gears a little bit here. I had about like half the episode. I wanted to really dedicate to fitness, maybe went a little bit above that. uh, But for the rest of it, I kind of want to talk a little bit about social media. uh, Because you have a lot of followers, right? I mean, you have a big audience. And it's something also that I've been asked about something I have questions personally about, and then just something that, A lot of people want to know is like building a following building an audience what kind of content do you create all this different stuff so like how did you you mentioned your transformation but like how did you really start building up that follower count on i mean instagram is where i where i saw you on um and that's probably like your main platform yeah it definitely is yeah and i mean you said when you first kind of started to take it seriously you had Four thousand, five thousand followers. That's still a lot of followers, man. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah, you know, that's a good amount of people paying attention to you. So, like, how did you, how did you, I guess, first start building that up and then continue? Because even that, if it was, you said a year ago, yeah, or, yeah about I mean, a year ago, in a year's time to go from several thousand to sixty-four yeah. thousand, is that where you're at? Now? Uh, yes, I think sixty-four 60, right now. Yes. Sixty-four. That's oh, that's a big a big hop. Yeah. Like it's increasing exponentially. So what are some strategies for that?
1: Um, so like most people that come to me and ask, um, how to, how did that start their fitness account? Um, I give them what I followed. Um, it's kind of like, um, HCC is kind of like what I call it. I call it hashtag consistency content. Mm. So, uh, when you, when you put posts out there, um people think it's arrogant that you put a lot of hashtags on it um but what they don't know is like they're th- when you put your hashtag into like one of the popular categories it'll throw your content out there and more people will see it so i have i'd say over probably a half or maybe a quarter of my followers are all fitness people mm-hmm. fitness accounts and
0: just from like looking through the hashtags or Exploring. In yeah. the I use function.
1: Yeah, and since technically I classify my Instagram as like a motivational speaker um, with like a splash of fitness, um, I have I have like a whole general like a broad uh, areas of hashtags that I use, and that that throws it all out there. And there every hashtag I use is probably at least I'd say over ten million that people have posted in it. So obviously yeah. it's pretty it's pretty uh, pop popular that Mm -hmm. you use it and every day i make a post and i have about i'd say 50 plus people that follow me yeah but it's it's easier when you start getting followers because the more followers you have the more your name is going to pop up easier yeah when you throw it in there so Mm -hmm. um i guess the more followers i got in time the easier my posts were getting out there more people were following me and seeing uh what i do and what kind of movement i'm going to yeah going through
0: what do you think about like interacting with other accounts as well? Is that important? As far as I don't, you know, I don't know the technical side of like Instagram's algorithm and all that. I know it changes constantly, but I mean, just for people seeing you, like, is that part of what you do? Is go actually like through those hashtags and also are commenting on stuff? Or are you really just focusing on that content creation?
1: Uh, I, I focus more like mostly on content creation. Um, people that follow me, I look at who they are sometimes um look at who like what kind of fitness people follow me and um there's sometimes i have some fitness people there in like 80,000, 150,000, uh 20,000, you know, just all over the place even like people that have only 1,000 but I'll always hit them always send them back um and you know sometimes i go i go through their profiles, i will look at their content and you know i i um sometimes drop a a comment just like telling them um how how well they're doing how how I wanna see them succeed and what they're doing, and you know just kind of like help them um get get through it because I know people that have more followers um people think that like they're not they're just like famous and not a human being as well, but right. you know, I wanna give the people that um are working up to where I am now i wanna give them like a motivation. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to, like, inspire them that it's possible for them too, which it is. And, yeah. they can't, and they can't do it as long as they stay focused on what they want and they stay consistent in what they do.
0: Yeah. So, like, for me personally, I get, like, the content creation is kind of not, like, a struggle for me, but as far as, like, the podcast page is just coming out with regular content as far as, like, for the people who take it in. I mean, the po- it's, like, my page is something like 1300 or something like that following the podcast page. And I mean, it's good, you know, people taking in that content, but more people listen to the show actually than follow on Instagram. Yeah. So like, that's kind of weird to me. So what is, how do you, I guess, just continuously come up with ideas for content? Are you just kind of documenting exactly what you're doing or,
1: um, you kind of sometimes because like I struggle with that too. Sometimes yeah. I, I kind of like wonder like, what am I going to post next? um, you kind of just have to be creative with it. Mm-hmm. Um, think outside the box. It could be anything from what you're eating to, um, a shirtless picture of you or just a picture of you and your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, honestly it could be anything. You just kind of have to like, um, use your content. Well, and I guess I'd honestly say use your caption. Um, okay. Well, as well as too like, what I do on my page with my captions, it's kind of like it can go with the photo or it can't go with the photo, but um, most of the time people read the caption more than the photo. Mm-hmm. And if, if the caption is an eye catcher and, I, I catch and they, they like what you say and how you consistently say it, then they're going to follow you and okay. they're just going to um, follow you with your progress and your journey.
0: Right. What uh, What is... Consistency to you, like you said that's a big part of the model, right? Is consistency. Is that like once a day, a few times a week, twice a day? What are you um at? Like for you. I yeah, guess? the
1: one the thing that I follow is two to three.
0: Times a day? No. Times uh, a week? Yeah. Okay. So every every two yeah.
1: Every uh every two to three days I, I try and make a post. Okay. Um, and you really
0: make it like quality. So that's kind yeah. of what you focus on, right? Yeah,
1: it's because most people they they could have, like, a 1,000 posts, 2,000 posts, and it's, like, they do one every day or they do two a day. And um, you can throw all your posts out there, but then you'll, like, constantly see that your numbers might be going down or they're staggering. They're, like, inconsistent. Um, that's something that, like, I've learned about social media is people can throw out content all they want, and they can do it as much as they want, but your followers... Um, might get bored of it or might might get annoyed by it because right you're throwing so much content out there so quickly they constantly see you and mm-hmm. then it's just might it might drive your followers nuts um yeah. because i know i know businesses they kind of like um kind of focus and like i'd say two every two days they post something mm-hmm. just so they know they're still active um they're still out there, but they're not gonna annoy you with all their products and stuff. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. That's something. It's kind of like people take one side or the other on that a little bit because I've heard people say like two, three, four times a day. And I mean, for one, that's like a ton of stuff to come up with. To, and then maybe you're also like not giving that great of information out, or you know, it's not that great of a picture or something like that. If you're just trying to put out the numbers. All the time, and I noticed I started on mine. Even at the smaller scales, you probably notice it. Like if you've experimented at a larger scale, is kind of like you said when you post a lot or you really are spending a lot of time on those platforms, the it will go like crazy up and down, right? Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure what that's about, but I do know that really focusing on like a quality picture, quality post is what seems to. Make the pictures work and make the things continue to grow even after like that day, right? Yeah. Have you noticed that too? Like some of your best posts are maybe from like months ago, but they're still getting traction or people yeah. finding them. And, yeah,
1: there's a. Uh, I see people like some of my old posts about like yeah. six months ago, and I'm like, why? I'm right. like, that makes that makes no sense.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good though for you. I mean, that either means that they're going through your whole account. your whole account or they're finding it from some of the hashtags you put on there. Right. So you say on your social media that you kind of classify yourself as like a, a motivational speaker is, is that for social media purposes or like, is that really how you see yourself like evolving through fitness? Right.
1: Yeah. It's, um, I'd say I'm evolving more into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of like have when I first started. I took it as a joke. Um, yeah. I just threw my I just threw it in there to like make my seem make my page seem more official. But once people came to me more and telling me how much they enjoyed like what I say and what I do, I had to really be more professional about it, and I had to really um, slowly, I guess, change the style of uh, communication that I had um, on my posts. So I, I'd say that I'm evolving more mm-hmm. into. I guess a motivational speaker and I guess that's something that I wanted to do because I've always wanted to help people Mm -hmm. and I've always wanted to, uh, I guess, inspire them and just be an inspiration to them. And, um, honestly, I guess the biggest takeaway that I've ever had with my whole journey right now is somebody came up to me and they, they talked to me they messaged me and they're like, Hey, um, I'm very glad on what you do. um, I was going through a rough time um you helped me through suicide, and I like stopped, and I was just like reading that and I like um just stared at that message for five minutes and that's, yeah, that's unreal, yeah, know. and just like taking it as a joke at first and then taking I guess that big of a step and have somebody approach you with that message, you're just like like um just saying wow like Mm -hmm. um,
0: mind-blowing to think yeah impact could go that far right yeah and
1: i I, um i was very grateful that he approached me and i messaged him back and i talked to him and um to this day he's one of my friends nice so we talk um so yeah it was just something that i guess impacted me gratefully and kind of helped me keep continuing on what i do
0: and become more professional about it and you kind of see fitness just as like a a way a way to help people, right? And it's yeah. kind of a way to motivate them in other areas of their lives. Is that kind of how you're yeah. seeing it? That's kind of one thing like with the podcast that I wanted to do as well was kind of mix it in but also like really try to show people how they can change their lives through fitness. Like it doesn't have to be just about competing or uh, becoming – really strong at a certain lift or something like the different things that they learn in the gym and just making themselves better is going to make them feel better, have more energy, you know, look better. Yes. But also like that's going to translate everywhere. And I think like, that's pretty cool. I think that's something we have in common. And that's something that hopefully I know it's not the case, but hopefully a lot of like fitness professionals have that mindset where they want to help people just beyond, Getting them to look a certain way, right? Yeah,
1: I feel like they they have that mindset, but they're also corrupted with their mm-hmm. fame and fortune. So yeah, that's something that I've noticed, which which sucks because like um, they could do such a big in- impact on everybody in the fitness know, industry, yeah. and um, they're they're just over here trying to sell their products. Yeah, and most of the time their products don't even work. Yeah,
0: so. I mean you're looking at people like if you're talking Instagram tens tens of millions of people paying attention to them and you know like youtube maybe a million people watching them for 20 minutes a day i mean like yeah. that's crazy if you think is. about it to have to have 10 percent of that amount of people paying attention to what you do is insane so i mean i they see that as dollar signs though which is yeah kind of
1: this, and that's pretty sad yeah
0: like. i mean yeah, with that platform comes, I think, a pretty big responsibility to actually help people through the things that they need. Yeah. So maybe let's uh, kind of translate over here to some rapid-fire stuff, just a few different things. So okay. Short answers, just kind of whatever pops into your head is fine. Uh, what's your favorite thing to train, favorite body part? Chest try. Chest try. Favorite exercise?
1: Um, bench press.
0: Okay. Go to... Like a go-to food on the go, so something you make quick or something um, something you can grab if you're busy
1: uh, honestly, I'd say a turkey sandwich turkey sandwich yeah. just classic yeah
0: all right and then is there any like kind of I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but like a quote or something that comes to mind as far as the motivation is concerned um, something that's kind of helped you, whether it's in fitness or business just a mindset.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think.
0: Yeah, no, I kind of put you on the spot. No, you're maybe.
1: fine. Um, there's a lot of quotes out there that are really good. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of what it, what it was. Uh, yeah. it had, it had some, okay. So it had something to do with like, mm-hmm. no matter what you do today, there's always tomorrow or something mm-hmm. like that.
0: Yeah. I No, I totally get it. I might not know the exact quote, but basically... Like there'll always be tomorrow, right? Yeah. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah,
1: there's always going to be a new day over
0: the yeah. horizon. Yeah. Uh, what about like a favorite book, or doesn't have to be a book? Maybe another form of content that you've been enjoying lately. So a Netflix show, or a YouTube channel, or or a book, or a um, magazine, whatever. Anything you'd recommend to the audience to check out?
1: Um, I've been reading a lot of. Uh... I'm not reading. Um, watching a lot of David Lade oh, okay. lately. Yep, yeah. him, him and Steve Cook both. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just kind of like started on like where I like where I started on my fitness. They kind of mm-hmm. helped me get the jump start. Yeah. Um, book wise, I think the one that I'm reading the most right now is like Healthy Foods. Okay. Yeah, it's some. Um, it's a book that I found at Barnes and Nobles, and um, just reading about it, just um, getting the education just Mm -hmm. learning about it is just kind of like good and just something that i need Um, because most people always come to me and ask um how to to lose weight and that book actually will tell you yeah and it'll tell you what people misconcept what people don't do um and what people should do so it's a pretty good book to go after
0: awesome what's uh like some of your goals and some of your plans coming up like do you plan on competing growing your social media kind of what's the what's the plan for 2018 for Gabe?
1: Uh for 2018 I hope um I hope I continue on what I do and I hope more people follow me. Um I'm pretty blessed what I have right now. Um hopefully by the end of 2018 I'm over 100,000 mm-hmm. and hopefully by then I'm also starting up my YouTube channel and hopefully I get um faller big faller account on that as well so it'll, it'll be interesting um other than that um i'd say fall 2018 is probably where i might enter my first physique okay so it'll be interesting
0: yeah so you're already kind of training for that right now you just kind of have that in your mind maybe it's coming in the fall yeah. kind of work oh, the work the bolts the bulks and the cuts to yeah. go along with that right all right man thanks for coming on where can people find you Check you out. I'll link everything in the description of the show. So be sure to go check Gabe out.
1: Yeah. Uh, my Instagram handle is G Hub Fitness.
0: G Hub Fitness. All right. So go check Gabe out there. G Hub Fitness on Instagram. I'll link that in the description of the show. Thank you, Gabe, for coming on. Really yeah. Thanks for having me, you. man. Yeah. All right, guys. See you later. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Gabe. Like I said, a lot of things we agree upon. A lot of things we do differently, and that's fine, right? And fitness. It, what really What really matters, really it boils down to is the consistency, the sustainability, the dedication, and the things you can pull from fitness to apply to your other parts of life, which I really was glad Gabe brought up. Really great interview. Thanks to him for joining me. Once again, be sure to check out G-Hub Fitness on Instagram, and be sure to subscribe and review the show. If you review the podcast and I draw your name, you will be entered to win a free Triple F shirt. So be sure to do that. Who doesn't want a free T-shirt? Nice and soft as spring is coming. Thank you for joining me for this episode, this Motivation Monday, episode number 154. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.